Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Cannot wait for the sound to drop. <laughs> Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Code. What's up, Chris? Hey. What's good, everybody? Listen in. I heard my drop. That was right on time. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm good like that. You know? Wait, 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 wait. Cinnamon gum. Yay or nay? Nay? Gum? You mean like the, what's that? What is it? Red? Red something? Big red? red? Any of yeah. those. Yeah. Like that. It's not my first choice. But not I, my second, third, or fourth either. Yeah, but you know, like in my adult years, I've come to uh, appreciate what it represents and what it, what the the purpose it serves. Wow. Honestly, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not. I was pleasantly surprised every time I had it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, my shit when I was a kid was fucking. What was it? The, the juicy fruit was it that no was it oh yeah the yellow one yeah yeah that shit went fucking hard juicy who's, fruit whose wasn't juicy fruit and then i graduated to spearmint and I yeah i do love spearmint 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 is lit spearmint and double mint is pretty cool yeah yeah they are but also joining us, it is uh, my brother, our producer, it is Edge Lord Big News Brian. I forgot we didn't introduce me. Yet. Yeah, I don't know. Some nerds. We had a, important questions to answer from Josh. Why did you ask us that now? <laughs> um, because. There's some sticks of cinnamon gum next to me. Mm. Like from a, I guess from a Trident pack, you know. And, um, yeah, I just never went out my way to get those. I've never preferred them. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> like it's, I wonder how anybody I felt about it, all the listeners. Yeah. Hey, let us know. What you, is Big Red or uh, Cinnamon Gum your go-to? Let us know. And we'll tell you how right they're gonna be like y'all are crazy <sighs> cinnamon gum is the best y'all are, are soft that's yeah. what they're gonna say they're gonna call me a spearmint bitch <laughs> 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 and they're gonna call brian a juicy fruit 
<laughs> just that, just juicy. <laughs> juicy fruit ass. Oh my god. Chris ain't catching no strays because he's always unbiased. Always. Yes. Chris just enjoys whatever is in front of him, I guess. I take what I'm given. <laughs> I work with what the universe gives me. Um, well, yeah, I guess uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, the very important information that you guys needed to know about us, our gum preferences, uh, we get into plugs. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37 and on X, Brian. At New Jump City Josh. I'm just letting you make, I'm just making sure you know what it is. It's not X. It is. It is X. It is technically X, Brian. You can't just say that it's not. Word to the cinnamon gum in my hand. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. If you ever want to catch you when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. If you guys want to drop your gum preferences on that, you can email us there and we'll read it on uh, the uh, pre-show chat show that we usually do before every show. We didn't do it this week. Um, I'm just coming down off of a cold or a flu, whatever the fuck I had. So my voice is not the best. So we're just doing the regular show today. Um, but yeah, till then. Uh, yeah, everybody's us... getting sick. Uh, yeah, it's going around, bro. You guys got to stay safe out there, man. I got hit I got hard. sick. Yeah. I got sick too. I had COVID like three weeks ago. I had COVID and then I got sick again. But from <laughs> yeah, not that COVID. Was crazy. When I heard you were sick again, I was like, no. Dude, I was pissed. Like I was basically any... alone the whole holiday weekend because I was sick. Yeah, as in, he was doing an any percent speed run. Out yeah, <laughs> every I guess so. Sickness. It sucks. I never get sick. <laughs> and then these last two weeks were like nightmare. Um, so you caught COVID, then you caught VidCo. Yeah. <laughs> I caught VidCo. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> oh god damn it. I hope I'm not like just coughing into the mic all day but hell there you go uh, emails to that uh, you can comment under the YouTube video that you're watching whether uh, do that like share subscribe all that stuff uh, if you prefer audio podcasts that's pretty much what we are right now because uh, I'm still working on getting a new compute so we can get back into video production uh, but till then check us out on iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we we still come up with episodes on that. So hit us up on all those platforms. And uh, that's it. That's it. Let's get into the show proper and let's talk about some manga. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter one thousand one hundred and two, Kuma's life. Uh, last we left off, Kuma had uh is basically going through life you know making the deal that he had with the world government um being a warlord of the sea he ran into luffy and uh you know at some point he's monitoring his daughter's growth uh bonnie was able to escape uh the sorbet kingdom to search for kuma 
it, we all know now that she is exactly like at this point in the story, she's 12 years old and she's been kind of like wearing a, I guess, 19 year old lady's facade, you know, using her. Um, That's specific. Yeah, I think so. I think like she's a she's supposed to be looking around Luffy's age at this point. So, um, so she'd be 17, 19 at this point. Um, so, you know, this chapter opens up with her and her pirating adventures, which, which primarily consists of her going to islands and looking for Kuma. Uh, she seems to have uh, landed on an island where he also happens to be, but, you know, he stays one step ahead of her because you know they can't find each other. The, the deal is that they never see each other again. So, you know, he's putting Bonnie in danger if they if he allows himself to be seen. Um, so, you know, super ironic because she's already in danger as a pirate, but I guess that's the conflict he has. Yeah. Within himself. Yeah. But she'd be in super danger if he uh, broke this rule is, I think the, uh, the difference there, but Bonnie is just yelling. He's like, well, he wasn't there. Well, in that case, I want to look for Nika, too. That way, when we find Daddy, he'll be so excited when I tell him. We saw Nika back at that island. And uh, speak of the devil, while that's happening, Luffy had just finished defeating Arlong and got his first bounty of uh, three, 30 million Ooh. berries. Um, the goat has been rising. Uh, apparently, Dragon had just decided to go to uh, Rogue Town in that, in that moment. Uh, we don't know why this is the moment he decided to go down to see Luffy. Um, but he has disembarked in that moment. Uh, we see Ace bragging about Luffy to Jimbei. Uh, he's like, look, who, who, look at this guy. And then Jimbei is like, this guy defeated Arlong's crew. Uh, yeah, that was sweet. I love, I love that moment so much. Yeah. Ace being a proud bigger brother. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The irony of eventually Jimbei is just going to be joining his crew. Um, so, you know, uh, Kuma also reads that, like, you know, Luffy has defeated Arlong and has become a pirate of his own. And he's like, what a strange <clears throat> twist of fate, Dragon. Both of our children are pirates. Um, so, you know, Bonnie explains that, you know, these are the ironclad rules, uh, laws of the piratey of piratey behavior steal what you want from bad guys don't help other people unless they need it um and bonnie has pierced that side of her face because she wants to like emulate that place where the uh the crystals were that signified her illness so that kuma recognize her uh sweet little moment i guess um meanwhile back at egghead kuma is just staring down the barrel of multiple weapon clones of himself and he is just like, whoa, this is weird. Um, so, you know. Yeah. He's like, anyway, did you hear that story about the other day about the boy who declared war on the world government? And um, that's where Vegapunk learned that Luffy's son is in play now. Uh, Dragon's son is in play now. Um, and. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I had to shoot away my cat. Um, she was eating my other cat's food. I can't. I can't allow that. Um, Classic sin. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, basically, he's explaining that like through some trick of fate, it's a man who challenges the government with the power of rubber, almost like Nika. 
the figure I admire so much. So we then cut to the point of Thriller Bark, where Bakuma first meets the Straw Hats. Uh, and from his perspective, he we see that uh, chain of events. Apparently, the big bubble that he gave Zoro is one that he even thought he would pass out from. He's like, well, this guy's this guy's a real deal. You guys got some real friends. Um, he is your son, after all, Dragon. Very nice moment. Uh, Kuma is now enlisted into the war with the Whitebeard Pirates, and uh, he happens to be on Sabote, where where everybody else is. And this is how he gets involved with that whole situation, because the real Kuma actually happened to be there that day. Um... And he saw that Luffy punched out one of the Celestial Dragons. And he is fucking inspired. He's like, whoa, this guy is really about it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he stands on business. <laughs> I thought he was like really, I thought he was pretty cool. He was like similar to Nika, but this guy is the guy, man. He punched out a Celestial Dragon. Hey. This, is the, this is the highest act of treason the likes of its of which none has accomplished in many centuries. So he's like, all right, I got to help this kid out. So, you know, mm. he says that uh, we get to see the Sabote archipelago arc play out through Kuma's eyes. And um, he's like, please forgive me for vanishing without a word, Dragon and Eva. I will leave behind the mark of my existence in Bonnie and the future of this boy. Um and wow. he poofs away all of the straw hats to, of course, the islands that he has visited in the past. And he sees that Luffy is crying about not being able to save any of them. And he's like, that's not true. This is just the level of the new world. It's still too soon for the likes of your crew. Don't come here yet. One day in the future, you will be the man who saves the world. And he poofs Luffy away. Um... In that moment, we see that Vegapunk is given an order to give Kuma a self-destruct switch because the government is pussy, and they're scared, <laughs> they're scared that eventually, and rightfully so, Kuma will turn on them, and they'd like to the option to destroy him at some point. Um, so, you know, he's like, and he's like, "Don't leave him any free will, Vegapunk," and he's like, "But you're not gonna leave. Mm -hmm. You're gonna let him see body again." And I guess Kuma's finally at that point where they're going to remove his free will. Um, and, you know, basically he explains your first mission will be involved in fighting in the Whitebeard Pirates War thing. Um, A so, Paramount War. Yeah. So, you know, once and Kuma's like, once that's done, I'd like to, to pro program a mission into me. And uh, it was the mission that he wanted to protect the Straw Hats Pirates ship. Um and, you know, we all know how that turned out. After the Paramount War, Kuma had sat there for two years and waited for the Strats to come back. Frankie was the first. So, um, you know, he's he basically explains his reasoning. He's like, something in his actions shakes me to the core of my being. Nika's only a legend, but I instilled, those I instilled Bonnie the story of a warrior who rides the rhythm, rhythm of liberation and brings smiles to us all. If there is a hero who will bring a great transformation to the sea, I think it must be him. So, you know. Uh, Vegapunk agrees to do the to do that like little mission thing for him. And uh, Kuma 
point uh, poofs out that little memory bubble. Um, Vegapunk explains which that he'll be able to see it without touching it. So you know, even though like if you do touch it, you'll see the memories, but then it'll vanish once you touch it. And um, yeah, he he asks as Vegapunk is removing his free will, how much of a nuisance was I in the end? And Vegapunk yells, what is life but a series of nuisances? And this is like one of the coolest pages in One Piece in a while. Just mm-hmm. that like the the little flight. Like, it's almost like his life is flashing before his eyes. And Kuma's just always running in his life, you know. From the day he was born, we see like these panels of him running as a young man, running as an adult, and finally in his last days, just running for freedom. And um, Vegapunk yells that your death is a nuisance to everyone who's ever known and loved you. And listen to me, Kuma, and listen good. You are a hero. And so he pulls the switch, and, you know, it's a very sad day on Egghead. Everybody is just kind of kneeling, saying goodbye, basically. And we cut to the moment where Bonnie actually saw all of this on Egghead. And uh, he says, we see that his final request is, was that if you should see Bonnie, would you pass this mes- message on for me? Tell her I wish her a very happy 10th birthday. And that's where the chapter ends. Emotional as hell. But uh, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1,102? 100, Damn. Damn. This wasn't a this wasn't a hard pick at all. RGC for sure. Oh yeah, same. Um, I got a couple questions. Okay. Mhm. All right. Is there a third, Brian? Are you RGC or? Yeah, it's my RGC. Oh. No pressure. Unified RGC. Nice. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Go on, Josh. I was emotional reading this. I was. I was emotional. I don't know about you guys. I didn't cry, but I felt some weight behind my eyes. You know what I'm saying? I felt a little choked up. <laughs> I was... It's... You know, it, it's not just a character, like, kind of dying in a comic, man. It's, It's a representation of how good... Oda is of a storyteller, just generally speaking, and the characters he creates. Um, I, I already spoke about the mystique of Kuma's character, which is why, like, in a previous episode, which is why, like, this flashback is so important for us as, like, longtime veteran One Piece fans um, and just in general for comics because this was, you know, years in the making. Um, and it was so well executed. And man, Kuma is a hero for sure, uh, without a doubt. You know, and I don't think just in the context of One Piece, just generally for anyone with humanity, you can't help but root for someone like Kuma. And I don't even think about like him being a priest, um, or even just fighting with the Revolutionary Army, which I hold which is important to me as a fan of the series and as and who I am as a person in my life. But regardless, you know, but him, 
him as a nurturer, you know, uh, Kuma as a father and as a as a friend and as an ally, the the respect he gave to others and the way he valued life, um, you know, with everyone he spoke to and took seriously, it it was infectious, you know. Um, it wasn't a coincidence that he ran into Dragon either, you know, because like his son uh, gets from him, I'm assuming, and like Kuma mentioned, you know, Dragon is 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 a leader with an infectious personality too. I assume, and you know that these forces attract with each other, like in real life, and I, you know, as well, you know, we, we have these, you know, charismatic leaders that get together to change, you know, to have to to try to affect real change in society. Um, you know, I'm thinking leaders like Fred Hampton, uh, or or uh, or Rosa Parks, or you know, many. Any other civil rights leaders, or or anyway, um, bringing it back to One Piece, I who was the man, and all right, we know who was the man, but just like this whole kind of like circling back of 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 One Piece, you know, this 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 backstory did it all. Um, I want to leave room for you guys to say anything, to say some things, because I could gush about this forever, and so I don't want to abuse going first. But I think I said what I had to say. This was my favorite chapter of the week, and this was incredible. Brian, what did you think? It was Brian, yeah. such a beautiful chapter. Like <laughs> it was so nice seeing, uh, like a redraw of the of that like iconic moment with the straw hats and Sabote. Um, seeing Luffy, like it was interesting seeing it in his current art style because it's not too different, but there's like a, there's like subtle differences to how his art looks now compared to how it looked back then. Um, and you got to see it through those panels and it's kind of like reliving one piece through another person's eyes. It was really nice to see it, like see the world, um, see the world how it looks like in like outside of from where the straw hats were you know um during their their time in the east blue and you know pre-time skip it was pretty pretty nice um kuma's backstory is so fucking heartbreaking the more that we learn from it the worse it gets and it looks like bonnie taking control well not taking control but uh using kuma's memories is essentially destroyed his backup plan. So it looks like Kuma's like done for good now. Like he there's no way for him to come back, it looks like. Um because Bonnie saw those memories. Cuz if you look at the end, it's it shows that the bubble is gone. So she, unless Kuma can extract those memories from her body and put it into his, I I think he's just gone. Um and I think them introducing the whole self-destruct button thing now uh, definitely definitely changes things when it comes to what's going to happen. I feel like Kuma is going to come back. And when he does, he's going to fucking die via blow up button. Which is going to be no. which is going to be even worse now, given everything that we know about him. It's going to be even fucking sadder. 
So like, we're not even out of the woods yet. It's only going to get worse after this. And this was terrible enough. Um, Damn, terrible bro. enough to experience. But hopefully this ends with a happy ending. I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But those are my thoughts. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough to be check off self-destruct button. Um, <laughs> once they introduced it, they have to use it at some point. Um, I, I, yeah, I think like there's something to be said about Kuma. Like the world government's trying to get rid of his free will, but they still kind of can't. Like even now his, his, uh, husk of a body is still out there acting on its own and malfunctioning in their eyes. Really, that's probably just his free will kind of breaking through. The saying that you can't really like extinguish it, you know? You can't take that away from a person. No matter how many weird robot parts you put in them. Um But yeah, this was uh this was very sad. I I um I think one of the interesting things about how this reframes why Dragon has such a distance relationship from Luffy is like, I think he's just looking around, seeing you know, all these parents in one piece, like sacrificing themselves for their kids. And he's like, I can't, I have to like sever those ties in a sense. Cause no matter what, if, if the danger gets big enough for Luffy, I think dragon would step in and he, he knows that. So he has yeah. to separate himself. If he's within reach for sure. Yeah. Because he has to, and so he has to separate himself as much as he can before that, you know. Um, oh yeah, where was he during the Paramount one? Well, he figured it out, right? He made it out. Well, that's what I'm saying is that he has to like, you know, Dragon is like I think compartmentalizing his feelings as a parent with the mission at hand, which is like a very hard sacrifice to make, I imagine. And like a questionable one as a parent, obviously, but yeah. I think he's very aware of, you know, when push comes to shove, like he has to maintain that distance or else he wouldn't be able to be as effective in his role. Which is a dark thing to do, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, those are the, those are the conditions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a there's for sure a lot to unpack about Dragon. Uh so I hope I hope he'll have his time and I'm sure he will. Oh yeah. I I hope so. Um I have a feeling that they're just gonna Is like, that Pizarro at the end? Sorry. What end? Uh on the last on the second to last page. Uh, I don't think that's him though. Together. Okay. No. Nah. Listen tomorrow though. Um, yeah, yeah, but I don't. Uh, yeah, like it's like Brian said. The the other obvious like things I really liked about this chapter is like revisiting these old events from a different perspective. Uh, even the Thriller Bark one was cool. These are things that we kind of like suspected as a fan base. This is like Kuma's. The second we saw that the Straw Hats were like okay. And we're in places where they could get better in theory. We're like, okay, Kuma obviously sent them there for good reasons. And there's some. This is like the first inklings of Kuma is a good guy. 
like a secret good guy. We don't know where, how or why, but he is. And then we later would find out that he was a revolutionary and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I want this does raise the question why Kuma sent Luffy to Amazon Lily, though. Uh. Because he visited every other place that the Straw Hats went to, but for some reason he sends Luffy to Amazon Lily. My guess is, well, I I, I feel like he sent them to places that I don't know how much intentionality he there was between every island. I know Choppers is pretty. Choppers was good for him in particular because that was a place where it was like very advanced, even though they didn't show it. Obviously, Nami's was weather, you know, navigator, weather island. I feel that's a no-brainer. Frankie went to Vegapunks. Yeah, Frankie went to Vegapunks. Right. All that stuff. He made, like, generalizations based on the skills that they might have improved, need to improve or whatever. But I think think for Luffy, I think for someone who, like, Boa Hancock, who was probably known to have been an escaped slave to, to some degree that oh i guess that makes sense that he would punch a celestial dragon well that he he, yeah also that he knows that like okay so if this guy might be the guy who is a liberator it would be good for him to go to a place like amazon lily that has a history of being persecuted by the world government and the celestial dragons oh i also thought about how Oh sorry. oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that at least there he'd be able to, like, just by his natural style, he'd be able to gain allies there. So he just bet on Luffy being Luffy, essentially. Yeah. He bet I on think, him being I think, exactly who he thought he was. Yeah. I think also, um, like, he, because he just punched the Celestial, he's like, he was, you know, they was on his body. Like you know what I'm saying, admirals, um, the the picks, the 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 you know the fucking robots, all of that. So I feel like sending him to Amazon Lily was like one of the safest places he could have went to, um, because she's one, you know, she doesn't really have anything personal against Luffy, and you know, I, I guess, and then like her country is only for Amazons. She doesn't like the Marines there, not like that. Yeah, it's, it's not men, associated right? with the world. So. Government. Like they, right, right, right. They don't so, want a reverie. Like, so, right, so not even the admirals will pull up because that's, you know, that's dealing with a lot. Uh, you know, and she's a warlord too, so they don't have really, you know, they wouldn't think she'd be harboring someone either, I guess. It was just, I don't know, I, I guess it was... I think the punching of the Celestial Dragon shows a lot about Luffy's character. And it's like, okay, so nobody's ever done this. And he was, if he's willing to do this... Like, I feel like they'd like him there. Yeah. Um, Sending Zoro over to Mihawk was dead on. Like, Yeah. He probably doesn't know, like, the whole relationship he has with me. Oh, yeah, he does. He says he wanted to be the world's... He told him he wanted to be the world's greatest soldier. He was like, I'll send you to him. Maybe you could teach, he could teach you stuff. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of his reasoning was just generalizations of what the crew, as he knows them, would probably need to get better. And for Luffy, it was more, you know, setting him somewhere where it's non-government affiliated and they have a history 
of being persecuted against the government. And if Luffy's a liberator, he'd probably do well there. There was, was like, only like two two of the straw hats that were in unfavorable conditions, right? Brooke, yeah, I would so, say probably Brooke and, and Robin. Robin, Robin yeah, Robin got to, she got signed into slavery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where she yeah, was but like, maybe Kuma also knew. He probably knew that Dragon was pulling up there eventually, though. That's possible. So there's the explanation for that. It was the revolutionaries that freed her and who she learned a lot from. Dude, like, I you just know, in the meantime, I'm so fucking ready to learn more about Dragon. I'm just so fucking ready for it already. Like, make it happen. What man. if he has a Zoan? He has a mythical Zoan and turns into a <laughs> a real, you know, European uh, dragon, like Charizard. Make the Zoan stop. We don't know that. We don't know. We have four. Oh. We have like two other types. Please. Well. Bonnie's not a Zoan. That we know of. And Kuma, I don't think is a Zoan, technically. Kuma, Kuma's a Paramecia. Yeah. yeah. But if every like important figure in the world is a Zoan type, it's going to be very unfortunate. Well, we know that all the five elders mm -hmm. are Zoans. That means Emu is probably... Oh, well, Emu is a Zoan. Yeah, Emu is a Zoan. Shadow. Emus just something big dragon of paramecia please that'd be so sick yeah Damn, you don't want it to be like dragon tails no dragon we already tails. we already did dragons they were chinese dragons bro or, you know it, you know what i mean Damn, yeah one of those yeah. <laughs> sorry guys we don't know uh we don't um, have like a cool don't remember um, we don't have cool like um dragon air types or was yeah. it Dragonite, which yeah. was the big one? Dragonite. Dragonite is the, uh, he's like the, yeah. Yeah. People are saying West he's a bird. Dragon. People are saying he's a bird? Yeah, people are saying he's a bird. He's a big Let bird. Let him be a bird. Dragon. That would be so tight. He's a thunderbird. <laughs> he does kind of Some look dragon? like a bird. Yeah, he does kind of look Some like a bird. Dragon? Dragon's a zap. Yeah. Dragon or emu? What do you mean? He's talking about dragon or emu? Dragon. You think he, they, people saying he's a bird? Yeah, that he's a mythical bird. Come on, man. He's a Zapdos, bro. They made this motherfucker Zapdos. He's a Lugia. In there, in there. <laughs> yeah, he's Lugia, he's Lugia, Lugia and Zapdos yeah. in one guy. Yeah, with the lightning and the storms and the... Yo. But yeah, this was a, an awesome chapter. I'm, I'm so ready for next week. Yeah, me too. Deserves the utmost respect. You mean the next couple weeks? Oh yeah, yeah. This uh, is a good old fashioned depressing One Piece backstory. People are saying this is uh, top three best of all time. Yeah, well, eleven hundred chapters a lot. You know? In in the One Piece you know, uh, series. You know what um someone said? I hate it. Was like this is emotion bait. <laughs> Emotion bait. Well, my emotions yeah, have definitely. Screenshot. My emotions. They're baiting me to like feel. It. They're baiting me to feel. You're not gonna get me to feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm so on cool. my Sigma grind set. I haven't cried said, in the fifty years. I'm not scared of. They said Kuma's Kuma's archetype was played. That there's a bunch of gentle giant characters that are 
that it's sad with their backstory when they die, and he's like, like, come on, is every like you can say that for everything? Yeah, there's nothing new. This motherfucker gonna talk about how Homelander. That's what it was. He said Homelander was was unique and truly special because well, he didn't say those words, but he's just you know what I'm saying compared mm. to. Bro, I don't even want to continue unique this conversation. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. Well, use my language. I said the R word. It's okay. Well, all right. That was One Piece. Fantastic chapter. Let's move on to the next one, boys. Bow, bow, bow. My Hero Academia. My Brian Academia. My Brian Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter. Yeah. Chapter 410, Farewell, All for One. You already know what time it is. Um, That's the name of the chapter? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know what time it is and everything. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not wasting any time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, this guy's, this baby is toast. Let me tell you right now. Wow, guys. Wow. So, you know, we get this perspective of All for now. One on the ground after getting... uh. Molly walked by, uh, by Bakugo. Um, and he's like, well, only a little bit further to go. Then I'll transfer my quirk to Tumura. Victory's still in my reach. You know, he said the negatives in life tend to stick in one's memory for very long. That's, this is why I thwart the futures of others. Yoichi, I, I want everyone's eyes on me forever. And then we see his tiny baby form. Uh, crawling over, just saying, a bit further. And Bakugo's like, you still haven't poofed away? And he throws up blood because Bakugo has been taking damage for the last three hours straight. Um, And this baby's like, move aside! It's kind of funny. Um, And Bakugo's like falling to the ground. Um, and he's like, he can't even talk anymore. He's on the verge of birth. Oh wait, this is Bakugo in his head. He's like, he's on the verge of birth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just cried. He said, "Wah!" It's the funeral to say something that is hilarious. Wah! He's like, he's on the verge of birth, which means death. That should be good enough. He'll fade away even without my help. Um, and then he says, "Nah, actually, I'm gonna not do that." Um, the baby. Just looks on in horror as Bakugo perseveres with his shonen might. He's like, nah, nothing less than absolute victory for me. Um, and uh, All for One shoots off a final weird tongue spiral thingy. Um, but it doesn't work because Bakugo explodes it with his teeth. And he says, Bakugo's him. Yeah, Bakugo's him. And he says, nighty night, All for One. And then All for One goes, no, I let the, my emotion get the better of me. That's not like me at all. No. And then he just like he just becomes a fetus. And um the quirks that are within him all start to fade. They're not returning to their former owners, which is sad, I guess. Um but you know, he's like Hawks is basically say the stolen factors and return to their home owners would be a nice for bonus for them, but that's not how it works for some reason. And then Hawks fades away. So does so does All for One. And yeah, uh, there he is. He's 
he's finally dead. So I guess we can finally, for all for one, play this. So, you know, Bakugo falls to the ground. Uh, he couldn't pull off all for one, uh, All Might's victory pose. So he just says, give him hell, Izuku. Um, a few days before the operation, we get a flashback to this, uh, this planning thing. Um, best genist is wearing a cool jean coat with his jean turtleneck thing. Um, so they're explaining that, like, um, they're evacuating the whole area. So do you mean we still got to guard some buildings? And we assume that the architecture will not survive as our hands will be full enough already. So we act in the hope of saving lives and ensuring a future for all. But, you know, he's like, get to the heart of the matter. But he's saying the issue is Shigaraki's personality, which is in a state of flux. We would prefer the all-for-one persona, actually, because the domination he seeks requires living subjects to dominate. But if Shigaraki is in the driver's seat, he ain't going to be so merciful. So they're basically saying that, like, with such... Uh, strength and hatred brewing within him his desire for destruction may direct itself towards the very earth so he's saying like it would be all for it if we get rid of all for one all for this guy to just get all his powers basically it will be all for nothing without a foundation so you know what we must protect is and then we cut back to the present uh midoriya's mom is just watching uh deku fight um and we see that Shigaraki has explained that he's not directing his decay over the surface, but rather down uh, over a hefty chunk of the Shizuoka prefecture will be gone in a, in a blink of an eye. So he's basically decaying an entire neighborhood, um, snuffing out any hope of restoration. That's what it means to destroy everything. And I'm like, that's petty. You're just destroying people's houses for nothing in the middle of a battle. Um... <laughs> Oh, that's what it means, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's what I'm saying. It's also like the world's greatest hero is like right in front of you right now. Priorities, bruh. Um, no, he's not the best yet. Well. He has to punch his fucking head off first before well, he's the best hero. Well, you know, I guess like in the circumstances, All Might's down. Baka goes down. For all intents and purposes, he's the only one. <laughs> um, So... By, um, uh, Midori is running a bunch of quirks in unison. He's using gear shift, Fajin, fourth, uh, and the uh, danger sense in parallel. So uh, he could really go on the offensive, unlike earlier, but he still needs to uh, clue how to stop him uh, for real. And he needs a quick. Uh, Shigaraki comes to the realization that his master's dead. Uh, all for one's dead. So, you know, all because he can, he, I didn't break that kid hard enough. That's on me, but I'm actually kind of grateful to the guy. He made me stronger. Um, and Shigaraki grabs, manages to grab Midoriya by the face, but uh, Midoriya pulls away and by uh, slashing off uh, Shigaraki's fingers. But, uh, you know, it looks like all good, like he's escaped. But then Banjo comes in and is like, Keto, the fourth Shinomori's been. And then he's like, wait, Danger Sense gone too. And it turns out, uh, I guess, this guy just stole, like, two of Deku's quirks. 
um, as the chapter ends with like that weird little hole thing um, lighting up. And he's like, how long can you keep this up? And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia, chapter 410? Um, well, Awful One's finally dead. Good riddance. Always good, good news. Riddance. Um, man, Izuku, Izuku Midoriya, he is up against a calamity. Uh, boy Shigaraki said, before I get into this with you, I want to let you know something. I'm destroying your home. When I say destroying, I mean really, it's going to be gone. Not a nation left. That's pretty crazy, man. Shigaraki, you know, he's always... Has always had a flair for the, you know, for the dramatic, right? Um, but this is this is truly evil, and uh, I don't know what Izuku's gonna do to stop this nigga, man. Like he's stealing quirks. Is that what happened at the end? I wasn't sure actually. I think so. Is that what we're is that what we're going with? He's yeah, I think he stole before, Shinomori. Yeah. So yeah, so who's Shinomori? He's the danger sense guy. That's the fourth. Yeah, the spider sense guy, the guy with the electric scar or whatever, like the the scar on his face. It. So yeah, he man, does. So yeah, he doesn't have a uh, spider sense anymore. Is, is there anybody left that can help him? Yeah, I mean, nope. he has the other people's quirks. Yeah, he has banjo. He has a. He has black. No, I meant like the real, like actual other people that can go assist him. Probably not. This is all Deku from here on out. Nah, I think they're gonna pull. I hope not. Better be some heroes dying in the process. Well, not that I want. Well, they already got their ass beat. They can't (laughs) be standing watch. I can't imagine that Ojiro won't show up and try to hit him with his tail. Oh no, this is the one time Yeah Where I'd like to, for him to just be in the background If they just cut to him after the fight's done And he's just standing over the guy he beat That will That'll be that'll suffice uh, I guess, Otro's gonna point. hit him pretty hard with his tail <laughs> He's oh, gonna be like huh, The one quirk that I don't have He's, like, oh, I can't he's gonna get rid die of his tail. I can't absorb this one for some reason <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy that Shigaraki has that ability to snatch Kirk. I ain't really got much else to say. Um, I love the chapter. I'll repeat everybody's quirks that awful one had. GG. Brian, what did you think about this chapter? The art was amazing, as per usual. Um, it's really interesting to have the series move forward without uh, without all for one now, but. You know, it was about damn time. Thank goodness. Um, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I What I think is going to end up happening here is um, Deku is going to keep losing quirks until he has to beat uh, Shigaraki without quirks. Is what I'm going to is what I think is going to happen. And then he's going to somehow get both of the quirks and return all the quirks that were stolen back to the other people. That's my prediction now. Wait, say that again? 
my theory is that this fight is going to keep going down. Deku is going to keep losing quirks. He's going to keep losing uh, his his all for one uh, one for all quirks. And then eventually um, he's going to have to fight Shigaraki without a quirk. And then somehow he's going to get all of Shigaraki's quirks and then beat him with it. And that and then he's going to end the series by giving everybody their quirks back. That'd be pretty crazy. I think that's what's going to happen. That makes sense. That's not a bad theory, I think. At all. Um, were those all your thoughts? Yeah. I don't have much to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this was a cool chapter. Um, all for one finally turning into a giant, a tiny baby and disappearing. Not the death I thought would happen for him, but hey, who could have called that one, huh? If you were to read it in the beginning uh, of the series and be like, this guy's going to turn into a baby and then evaporate into a fetus and an embryo. I don't think anybody would. Out of my wildest imagination. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess it's like just the uh, the childish behavior of all for one. You know, this is his true form. It's just a baby, um, big baby. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to get into this finally. I think this is they're gonna focus on this battle pretty much exclusively now. So we're in the end game. Uh, so. Looking forward to seeing how this works. Um, it's crazy he took Danger Sense. That kind of sucks. That's that's a very useful power, to be honest. Um, probably his most useful quirk, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, probably the one he uses the most to be. Also, the one he talked to the least as well. <laughs> I mean, think about it: Spider Man without a Spider Sense, it's pretty rough. I think Brian's right. I think he's gonna lose all his quirks. You're gonna say, "I'm gonna fight you no matter what." Yeah, yeah, he's gonna lose sure. one by You're one. You're too pure. Yeah, I'm not You're too fucking pure. I think he's gonna lose all his quirks, and then his friends are gonna come, and they're gonna try to fight him, and then Ojiro's gonna get some good hits in, but he'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, I think the series is gonna end with Ojiro finishing the job. Yeah, we'll find out that the narrator was actually Ojiro the whole time. And like, this is the story of how this I became the greatest hero. <laughs> And I'm like, whoa, that was Ojiro the whole time? That'd be a good twist. That would be a good twist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, This I, has actually been my Ojiro my academia. Yeah, this is my Ojiro academia. Uh, but yeah, those are all my thoughts, really. Um, I thought it was a cool chapter overall. I'm excited to see what happens next, though. Um, and by next, I mean in two weeks because there's no jump next week. Um, but yeah, do uh, you guys uh, have any final thoughts before we move on? Nope. Nope. All righty then. Let us move. Oh boy. Move onward. I hope he turns his sword into some gu 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 guns. Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter two. Uh, wait, hold on. I had it just now. Uh, 246 Inhuman Makyo Shinjuku Showdown, part 18. Uh, we got the um, alternate title chapter mm -hmm. for the week. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, part one. Part one. Uh, first of all, we got cool color spread here. Very sick. Um, second of all, last we left off with Jujutsu Kaisen, there was a tremendous amount of effort into thinking about the legal process in Japan so that they can figure out how to give Sukuna the death penalty uh, in Higuruma's domain, only for uh, Sukuna to just be like, I did it. And the judgment would be like, what? The death penalty then? And um, it turned out to be uh, a complete like trap within a trap within a trap because they were intending to get Sukuna's curse technique also confiscated. But because he was holding a curse tool at the time, his own technique wasn't confiscated. It was actually the curse tool he had in his hand uh, that was confiscated. So he still has the slashing techniques. And uh, the ambush that the boys have planned had gone up in smoke because he un immediately unleashed slashes, um, hitting uh, Higuruma and uh, Kusakabe. Uh, but Kusakabe used the new simple, do new shadow style simple domain. Um, and Sukuna's thinking to himself is like, not just the boys, but everyone's basic cursed en energy reinforcement techniques have drastically improved. And by weakening my cursed technique with the simple domain, They've reduced the damage they've taken. Not as much as amplification, although not as much as amplification would. Um, Kusakabe is just thinking to himself, like, God damn, I almost died just now. Um, but not all of his slashing attacks are able to uh, capable of cutting the world. Usually some kind of binding vow or charge is necessary for broadening curse techniques target area. So he, we get an explanation of Sukuna's uh, main two slashing attacks, you know, Dismantle cuts like normal, and the efficiency of cleave varies depending on the strength of his opponent. So, you know, he's saying cleave, dismantle, released at zero range, and the slashes that cut the world are impossible to defend against uh, using cursed energy reinforcement, amplification, or simple domain. Thus, they generally result in death. What's creepy is he isn't using fire like in Shibuya. So right, or any other techniques for that matter, because he could do other things. Yeah, he's like, I can't. I'm gonna guess he can't use that right now. And if he does, and if he does use that firepower, which was capable of exercising a certain volcano-headed special grade curse spirit, there's not much I can do about it. So there's no use worrying about it. So they're just kind of assuming he can only use his innate techniques of uh, cut of a dismantle and cleave. Um, so Higuruma apologizes, like, sorry, I got the death penalty, but confiscation targeted his cursed tool. And uh, Kusugabe is like, that's, that's good enough. Finishing things with that sword is the easiest way to wrap this up. And he says, I'll protect you if he, even if it costs my life. And he's like, fuck, I'm going to die, though. Shit. So yeah. Sukuna's like, ah, you def solidified your defenses. Let's compete with our feet next. Um... He just turns over to, I guess, Itadori. He's like, you want to race, Brat? But Cho, uh, Choso tries to shoot off a, a blood arrow thing, and he gets immediately impaled. Oh, they keep doing our Choso dirty, man. It's not Eesh. fair. I mean, he's okay. He's a cursed wound. He can heal. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, I hope so, too. That's uh, wishful thinking. Good job. Um, 
meanwhile, this guy, um, Ski Mask Head, who I keep forgetting, uh, he he jumps up and he grabs like Nanami's old curse tool. Um, yeah, and he brings it all down on um, on Sukuna. He's like a more powerful blow than I expected. I get it. That blunt blade is that seven three hairstyles curse technique and materialized form. Oh, I didn't know that that could happen. Maybe Nanami put his like curse technique into it. I don't know before he died. Yeah, hopefully <clears throat> that's what I mean. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's what, what he's trying to say. But then he kicks it and sends this guy flying. Um, Itadori comes in with Kusakabe, and they try to double team on Sukuna. But Sukuna easily, like, oh, yeah, also Hikarum is there. Um, but Sukuna easily dispatches he, uh, Higuruma, and he chase, and uh, Itadori chases after Sukuna, uh, fucking foot race. And I guess, like, Sukuna's, like, chasing after Higuruma, who lands inside this weird building rubble stuff. Um, and... As Sukuna approaches him, we get like a flashback explaining that Higuruma's technique may be effective in saving Fushiguro. So, will you tell us about your curse technique? And he's like, yes, of course. Without exception, the executioner's swords kills anyone who, touch, who cuts it, but only if they have a death sentence. So, you know, if Sukuna gets a death penalty and the sword cuts him, it should be able to recover Fushiguro's unharmed soul from inside him. Uh, so that's nice. That's that's some wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. So And I don't believe Gigi, so I Yeah, I mean is, I I think that's just as well as, as as how I felt before. Yeah, I'm very much like nice try, Gege Akotami. You're not gonna get me into you're gonna fucking catch me catching hope. Yeah. Um so you know we uh, get this little moment where Higuruma is like sitting outside and Itadori asks him if he wants to die. And he's like, why are you asking me that? And he's like, you can't use reverse curse technique, but you're willingly going up against Sukuna. And uh, Higuruma is like, I've given up on the law and it's given up on me. So I want to deliver my own punishment. So I guess you're right. I'm intent on fulfilling my role and dying. Um, and uh, Itadori is like, well... Not much different from you, but I kind of think you should come back from this. And he's like, impossible. I'm already someone who can't look you in the eye. But then in the present, uh, we see uh, Higuruma standing up and this aura coming around around him. And he's like, domain amplification. And Sukuna's like, whoa, domain amplification. Did he neutralize my technique? And we get the narration saying that less than two months have passed since Higuruma awakened as a sorcerer. Since then, his growth has been extraordinary. So Sukuna was fascinated by the executioner's sword shining brightly again, guaranteed to kill, and by the man equal to by the man with talent equal to Satoru Gojo. And we see Higuruma sh uh, striking a battle pose, and that's where the chapter ends. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was crazy. Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter two hundred and forty-six? That was quite the line, and we're going to get into it. By the man with talent equal to Satoru Gojo. Those are some pretty 
heavy words. I, I understand they're talking about talent, which always refers to, like, I guess, potential and all of that. But, bro, the other guy was invisible, invincible. This this guy just has an auto kill, but a lot of people's moves could kill somebody in one hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's more like his aptitude for, cur- for curse technique is pretty fucking impressive. And to mm-hmm. be fair, it is. Like, this dude is picking up on domain amplification two months after learning that it even exists. That that Juju's that Chris Technique exists, you know? Like it's pretty yeah, fucking wild what this point. guy is doing. Killed a lot of people. Any people? No, he's right. yeah, he's definitely killed people, but when has morality ever been a problem in Jujutsu Kaisen? Maki is just coming oh. straight off of genocide. Maki? Oh yeah. well. I mean, fam- famicide. Is that the word for it? Famicide? I don't know. I, don't, I just don't feel like it's genocide. She only killed, like, a clan. It's not, like, an entire race of people. You know? Whatever. We'll go with genocide. It was... She She did a lot. She did the most. I uh, Listen, my mor- the morality isn't really an issue for me at all. I'm just saying, like... Like, Kojo, he had a lot going for him. It was the curse technique and the seven eyes and the fact that he had such an affinity. So, like, you know, I I recognize that his growth was rapid. And, you know, the way he, he can summon a domain and all of that. And, and, again, like, create these conditions that are super-duper favorable. But I think, I don't know, I think, I think Gigi's doing a lot saying he has talent equal to Gojo. A little, I was a, I was a little annoyed by that. Uh, I feel like it's been there's been a lot of cases where Gege says that. Oh shit, that Gege has set up a lot of people to like kind of be the next Gojo. At this point, but I feel like Higuruma makes sense, just because of what he's doing. You know, like he was a regular fucking dude two months ago. And he has like an extremely intricate like uh, domain. He knows he knows how to do domain amplification. The only thing that he's really lacking right now is experience. But if he had experience, he'd probably be one of the best uh, sorcerers around, which is saying something. So I think I think it makes sense. Though I feel like there there have just been too many people that Giga has said can rival Gojo or is on like as talented as Gojo. I feel like if it wasn't brought up as often, then it probably wouldn't be that big of an issue. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem that outlandish now. I think about it. But um I this uh I feel like Gigi's really playing on the fact that like you know the anime is popular and where it's at, because he made a few rep- references to the Shibuya arc that were very direct. And, uh, you know, referencing the volcano guy in the fight there. And, um... Something else. Oh, even with, like, showing Nanami's sword and shit, like, you know, we haven't heard anything of Nanami, like, since he died, you know? That, that was kind of it. 
which is fine. I don't think there's an issue with it. But, you know, the fact that it was brought up now where Nanami, you know, just, you know, died in a, in a recent episode, maybe, what, like two or three weeks ago? Nanami so, was brought up before the cool. Sakuna Gojo fight. He was the he was there at the was end. He? he was there when uh, he was at the airport. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he was just there for a second. Nah, he had a whole monologue like... in the airport. <laughs> Nanami? No, he didn't. Yeah, Nanami. Yeah, he he described that going oh, east he... is finding someone new or like being someone new or going west is like the stay the same or some shit. That was Nanami saying that to him? I thought that was... Yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was Nanami. One of those kids... One of those dudes that was next to him in, in Ghetto. Nah, nah that, that was him. That was Nanami. That was young Nanami. And, uh... Mass dude brought him up to Gojo before... Before he went to fight Sukuna, too. Hey, I mean, they were putting Sukuna on trial for what he did in Shibuya. Shibuya is a very important arc. So it makes sense that they would reference it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What were your thoughts, Brian? Um, this was a classic Jujutsu Kaisen chapter. Very lovely chapter, I must say. Um, I am curious to see how. Um, <laughs> I I'm curious to see if Higuruma makes it out of this alive. Cause it feels like it it's too soon to like kill him, right? Like. I'm going to need or him maybe, to live. I'm going to need him to stay alive. Or maybe he's like a Mahito kind of figure for the humans where he um where he dies before he could reach his full potential kind of thing. So maybe he does die here and his whole thing is like you know potential squandered. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if there is someone who's going to die, it's probably going to be him, especially since Sakuna is interested in him. Which is, you never want to be on that side of the... That side of the fucking spectrum when it comes to Sakuna. He wants that sword. And I'm wondering if he's going to get it? Like, can Sakuna just steal curse techniques? Well, it's inherent to his domain. You know, and like there are certain conditions in order to achieve it. So I don't think he would be able to just summon it. But Sakuna has multiple curse techniques, so I guess it wouldn't be out of the question for him to be able to. Because like, why else is he interested in the sword that much? I think he just wants to see it real quick. He's like, whoa, this is interesting. Yeah, but there's like so many. It's not like he could just. Oh, executioner sword. He has to do the whole thing of going into his domain, getting a guilty verdict, and having that guilty verdict be a death penalty in order for the executioner sword to appear. It's not just like something he can like whip up, you know. I think he's interested on an academic level, where he's like, "I want to see this executioner sword. I heard about this shit. I want to see this." Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'll I'll give it that. But it feels like he has more motives for it. Aside from just looking at it. So let me see that sword real quick. I want to see that. Because technically, it comes out of a cursed tool, no? Like, it comes out of his no. mallet? 
His mallet is like a, it's not like a real thing that appears. It's like part of his technique, but it doesn't come out of his mallet. It's like, it comes out because he, of his domain. Ah, I see. Okay. Like, it's not a thing he can summon without a guilty verdict and a death penalty on top of that. That's why they did this whole thing. They were just trying to, like, manipulate this into happening. But Sukuna didn't even care to do that. He was just like, whatever. I let it happen. I want to see this sword. Well, it was nice to see um, to see Nanami's uh, curse technique back in the mix. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I really like Mask Guy, and there is a there is stuff that we haven't seen from him yet. So we're probably gonna see him uh, again, um, doing some crazy shit. Because like his whole thing is that he's mythical beasts, right? You know, I think he. Um, damn, I keep forgetting the, the particulars of his uh, technique, but. He's a myth of mythical beast guy where like he he able he's able he, to summon the abilities of these mystical these mythical curses. But I think there's like a price attached. There's like a condition yeah, it, or something. There's like a twit. There's a catch. Yeah, it's um he he has three forms and he's only seen two. Well, they we've only seen two. Two or three. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing with him. And he said that the third form, the one that we haven't seen, is so fucking OP that he doesn't bring it out often. Like, the, the only reason people don't know about it is because they're dead. So uh, if he's going to do it, it, this is a good time to do it. <laughs> yeah, he should have opened with it, to be honest. <laughs> You're against the King of Curses, and he already murked two of probably your strongest people. Yeah. I'm immediately going in like a uh, big third one that like nobody's ever seen because they're dead. Bam. Yeah, that's what I'm going with too. But th those are my thoughts. Um, I'm still waiting for Gojo to come back because it's going to happen and I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, this is a super. Um, please, please, please the drop. He's already, I already did it. Oh, I didn't hear it. Wait, which drop? Oh, the, okay. I know which one you're talking about. Um, yeah, I'll drop it right now. Sorry, Brian, but I agree. This this must be dropped. That is just a cope by people with agendas. With agendas. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Can't do this. <coughs> oh God. Okay. So that was, uh, yeah, I really like this chapter. It's very cool, super cool fight chapter. I love those from Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it's funny to see Sukuna just sprinting at top speed in his four-armed form. Um, he's just so much faster than Yuji Tadori. He's like running below four seconds of the 40 dash, a 40 meter dash. Um, but yeah. I thought that was super cool. I don't want Higuruma to die. Please don't let him die. God. I need my boy to survive. I remember when he was introduced into the calling game, I was like, who's this guy? And then he turned out to be that guy. He became him. Yeah. You can't let another him die. You can't keep introducing hymns and killing them. It's not fair. That's like Jesus favorite thing to do. Yo, remember the... Oh, this God, is a remember, genocide of oh. hymns, and we have to stop. 
so many people have died. So many cool people. The girl, shorty with the um, with the yellow hair. Oh yeah, no. When we say him, we this is non-gender specific. Women can be hymns too. Nah, so I'm many just hymns. Saying like, so many hymns. You know, there was a color page at the beginning of uh, Jujutsu, and I just was staring at it like, damn, who's next? Who's next? Yeah, but those are really my feelings. I was just like, please don't kill him. I need my boy. I need my lawyer friend. Get me out of a jam. Um, but yeah, this was this is a super cool chapter. Sugana just kind of playing around with everybody is super cool. Um, he's like ragdolling <laughs> this guy through buildings and shit. It's very funny. All right. Uh, those are all my thoughts, though. Do you guys want to move on? Do you guys have any final thoughts? Yes, sir. All righty. With that being move said, on. let's uh, move onward. Give me a pick, Nina DeKiara, and me so I can't chat. Black Clover. Oh my God, it's back, everybody. This is Black Clover, chapter 369. Nice. A United it's Front. It's been a minute, yo. When was the last time Black Clover came out? In, <sighs> Had in to be the August? summer. Yeah. Had to be the summer. I was actually wondering. I'm going to go with back. Because we were like in December. We're in December now. And I was like, wasn't it supposed to come August back? August 20th. December? They said it would come back in December. I was like, wasn't it supposed to come out? And then it finally came out in the nick of time. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're here. First of all, opening up with color pages, Chef's Kiss. Uh, this color spread is incredible. Uh, he put his he he put his heart into this one. This is why he took this break. Uh, this shit is fire. This could be a poster. Yeah, for sure. Um, loved it. But last yeah, week, it's like this chapter is kind of like a like a like a movie. You know, doesn't it does doesn't it remind you of like a like a 30 minute special because it's like 30 pages. Yeah, I think it's going to be this length for, you know, the remainder of the series. I think it's going to be these long chapters, um, which I'm here for. I mean, I I'm not mad at it. it. Yeah. I'm not complaining at all. Same, Honestly, same, this was a great chapter not to give anything away. But um, last we left off of Black Clover, uh, there's a big final war going on between uh, Julius, the guy who had been sharing bodies with the Wizard King this whole time and has finally taken over his body and had banished Asta to the Land of Sun, um, which, you know, where Asta had his own little Wano arc um, and had recently returned and imbued the Black, Cl uh, the Black Bulls with his uh with his demon powers so they all have it now and uh they have all jumped into the fray of the battle to fight not only the um the paladins the weird and also the weird angel things but also the many clones of julius um and you know was uh going up against julius himself uh and was kind of on the ropes until asta appeared and has decided to give him back up because we respect our rivalries in this series we we work together with them in in, in genuine uh in genuine uh excitedness to be like my friend uh you are my friend <laughs> ah. yeah 
<laughs> that Naruto theme song should be before Black Clover. <laughs> you are my dream. Uh, <laughs> I wish I knew the whole song in Japanese. Me too, right but now. that's all I know is all I do is ah, ah, you are my friend. Ah. <laughs> that's that old song. I wish I knew what I was talking about. It's you like never a, heard that opening I mean, before? I, I get it. It's no. a Naruto theme song. Really You've not- heard it. You just don't. We're just singing it terribly, so you don't. Yeah, remember. yeah. We he doesn't remember because we're singing it bad. We're, we're What's the name of the song? I think it's called Remember. Oh. By uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation. Damn, you know the fucking artist and everything. Yeah, they did a lot of the Naruto theme songs. They did uh, Haruka Kamiya. Fighting Dreamers. Oh, that was flow, actually. Fighting Dreamers. Naruto had some pretty good OPs, I'll tell you that. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Oh, and there's also the, the Everybody Stand Up. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, no, no, heroes a comeback. What was this? Uh, raps. That was uh, of What's course. What's the name the, of it again? Uh, remember, I think it's called. You meow, are my meow, dream. Meow, ah. meow, 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 a uh, big two-page spread of uh, you know and Asta going like, I guess it's two on two now, huh? And Julius is like, no, it's four on two. And then he summons two more clones. Um, but that doesn't deter the spirits of our two heroes. They're smiling. And you know, it's like, Asta, you may have come back, but there are several dozen angels and three archangels and 11 of me. I still have the advantage. <laughs> but Asta's like, hmm. <laughs> I love Black Clover. <laughs> Meanwhile, we flash back to um, the Black Bulls. And they're just like, uh, they're like, what's going on here? They just recently been, been imbued with Asta powers. And, um, you know, Asta catches them up to speed on uh, Ichika, who is uh, Yami's little sister from the Land of Sun. Um, my cat Cinnabon is here. Um, and... Yeah, she's basically this is uh, little, her, his little sister, and they're like, "What? This is Yami's little sister." So you know, he's. Uh, she explains that at this point, Asta simply shared his anti magic with you, and it's intertwined with your own magic properties, uh, making it possible for you to use pseudo anti magic. And he's like, "So we'll call this technique Comrade Demons," and then everybody's like, "Lame." So. You know, we now get to see uh, Luck using the uh, pseudo-magic stuff, uh, anti-magic stuff, and he just bounces around doing his Luck thing. He looks pretty cool, not going to lie. And he's cutting up angels left and right. Um, uh, Ichika explains that uh, though anti-magic is infinite, watch yourselves, because anti-magic isn't infinite. The more your group uses it, the less there will be. Um, so, you know, it depends on how much you use at once, but assume you'll only have enough for one or two big attacks. So luck is basically just you just speed blitzing everybody. Um, he's like, I just have to take a mile down before I run out and it'll work out just fine. Um, and Julius is thinking to himself like, whoa, the angels numbers drop so fast. Is he collecting oh. anti-magic? This may be 
a bit troublesome. Uh, a bit. A bit. Just a bit, though. And uh, Julius, uh, just from behind, is attacked by Magna, uh, who is also using the anti-magic stuff. Um, he's like, hey, look, you're getting careless. See anti-magic homes in on massive magic. So, you know. Uh, Julius uh, basically blocks, uh, tries to block it, but uh, I guess all he could do is redirect it towards like one of the one of the angels or something. I don't know. This is a little unclear to me. Um, but in any case, they both do a super cool chain move thing and uh, and you know stop every all of the angels in in the place along with Julius. Um, he's like, sorry, but your partner is going to be that angel. And I think it's that soul thing that uh, Magna actually used before uh, to chain himself to yeah. Dante. Um, and they pretty much destroy the angel pretty quickly. Um, Immediately. Yeah. So Immediately. So all of uh, Julius's magic is being split amongst the three of them. Um, and he's like, now all we got to do is mess you up. So uh, they aim for him, and uh, he's like dodging and blocking their attacks, but it's starting to get to him. Uh, he's starting. Julius to... is fucking them up. I ain't gonna lie. Huh? Oh, Julius, Julius is got him. hands like kind of fucking him up. Yeah, bro is holding his own. I'm not gonna lie. He's taking some damage, but he's like, "Whoa, the anti magic's getting in the way. I can't regenerate fast enough." He's like, "Do they can't keep planting? Mm. Do they just plan to keep chipping away at me?" But they're also burning through their anti magic. So, you know, all I have to do is endure for a little while. Um, so, you know, until they both used up uh, half their anti-magic. Um, and they're both, uh, but, you know, obviously, they're two rivals in Black Clover, so they're invincible at this point. Uh, they're just like, if I'm with this guy, I'll never slow down. I'm not going to mess around. Me neither. They just keep speed blitzing Julius. Um and we see that, like, they, they just started thinking to themselves, half plus half equals full power. And they both combine their uh, their abilities and unleash a black flaming lightning exploding cannon, which is basically just like an electric anti-magic fire uh, Rasengan that they <laughs> unleash upon Julius yeah. and destroy this Julius clone uh, in a pretty cool way. And Asta says, which one has the advantage now? And uh, Magna and Luck fist bump as their anti-magic dissipates. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. It's pretty fucking cool. Josh, what did you think about Black Clover chapter 369? Nice. EFC as well, bro. Pretty fucking cool. Uh, welcome back, Black Clover. It was... Uh... You know, a nice long week. I'm glad you got some rest and was able to figure things out. And uh, and right off the rip, he was like, "I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna let the fan favors rock out real quick." You know, something to, something for us to be satisfied with till we wait till the next month. Magna and uh, and Luck. Luck has always been that guy, right? I mean, yeah, he has been him always, even when he wasn't. Yeah, like even even if he, he he's the closest to the main character, 
He's like if Asta didn't exist, luck would have the anti magic, bro. That's how I feel. Hmm. I feel like it, it might have been it might have it was probably and you know what'd be his friend and rival. And he'd be like, I wanna beat you and be the Blizzard King Luck. That's how I feel. Luck was supposed to be. And the editor was like, what about that kid that you drew? <laughs> <laughs> that kid with the headband. Yeah. You know, you know what? that guy who you paid to look like Sasuke? Let uh, uh. be friends. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Make that motherfucker scream every other panel. Yes, please. Oh, man. Don't and let it's been him history talk in a normal since. volume for more than three panels, please. Yeah. So, you know, um, this is an enjoyable chapter. What more can I say, really? It went crazy. Brought off the soul chains again, and it wasn't too soon. Never too soon. Watch your favorite characters beat the shit out of somebody. So, yeah, I liked it. Brian, what were your thoughts? I miss Black Clover so much. <laughs> it's just the way that oh goodness. the way that characters explain shit in Black Clover, it's like clearly like it's like it's like a meme, you know? It's like a meme of like an of an anime. Not not in a bad way, but it's like <laughs> the villains are always like, Hello, hero. <laughs> you might be strong, but you're too late. There's four 14 different versions of me. I have 14 clones and there's only two of you. <laughs> like the way that they talk is so fucking amazing. Cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you cry about it? There's no way you could possibly beat me. There's 50 clones Cope. of me here. Cope. <laughs> and then Asta's like, but you Cope forgot harder. one thing. I have friends. It's like, friends. Damn it. I didn't think about that. No, got those. You missed a skip step, Brian. <laughs> he, usually he goes friends. Well, they're just they're just little nuisances. This probably won't. It's probably gonna be a little annoying. Probably have to get a the little tools. <laughs> I probably have to get a little sorrow. They say that they'd be like, um, they either they're tools or they're playthings. That's yeah. usually what they say. There's no such thing as friends huh. or relationships. Huh. Your friends. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm just fighting by myself here. I don't have friends and I don't need them. That's all for one. I have myself and 40 different clones clones <laughs> clones of myself. Yeah. That's all I need. And I need these that's faceless funny. angels that don't uh, don't argue with me about anything. And don't think my antlers are are lame. Hey, we're gonna watch them all die. It should be pretty cool. Yeah. All the Black Clover members are gonna show out. <laughs> um, it, seeing I'm talking uh, wow. Seeing Gosh. Luck and uh, fucking what's his name? I forgot his name already. Uh, Magna. Magna. Yeah, Magna. How'd you forget Magna, I, the man who defeated Dante? I have no clue. But Boxed him out in one of the coolest pretty, moments. He's pretty sick, but this this fight was so Black Clover. It's like, man, Black Clover is everything you want out of a fucking manga. It 
it has all the classics it has the the good side characters that they don't forget in this series which is bravo hats off um everybody gets a moment in black clover um it gives you interesting fights it gives you the classic tropes it's just when you want to just sit down and enjoy something you put on fucking black clover like you read black clover when you just want to sit there and have fun because black clover doesn't even make you cry all that often either even when people die in black clover you don't really you're not really even meant to cry you're meant to be like damn that dude went down fucking swinging. What a boss. <laughs> you know? Has anyone died? I don't think so. Jack the Ripper died. Jack he? the Ripper definitely died. He's dead. But when For he sure? died, it was like in a blaze of glory. Mary Leona is dead too, isn't she? No. No. I don't think she's dead. I think Jack is no. pretty much dead. Uh, but I don't remember. Maybe I don't remember if. Uh, I don't think Ari. I don't see. I don't think she's dead, but that's just my memory. I could have sworn I remember her dying or something. Oh wait, she was like losing her limbs, wasn't she? Well, she was in bad straits. I remember that. She wasn't uh, doing great, but I don't think she was dead. But yeah, it wasn't looking too hot for her. Maybe, maybe she'll survive somehow, but. I don't know. I'm interested because it looks like we're just going to keep getting a bunch of the side characters getting to do their shit, which is fire. I'm excited for that. Here for it. Um, it fills the void that my hero left in us. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy that we're getting these like 30 page uh, chapters now, 30 page, 29 page chapters for Black Clover, because I feel like even though it was a longer chapter, it didn't feel like it, you know, like when I was reading it, it didn't feel like I was reading a, a like a 30 page chapter. It felt like very natural um, to Black Clover. So I mean, I'm excited to see how he could get his vision across um, in a better way, in a way that fits him more. And hopefully this could probably be the standard for manga. If this is like a less intensive, like healthy uh, way to do manga maybe they could switch to something like this because personally I wouldn't mind waiting a little bit longer for a for a better like product you know that isn't killing the artists right yeah so I don't know those, those are my thoughts I'm looking forward to seeing whenever the next chapter comes out Maybe maybe not on like a three monthly basis, but yeah, I think this is like every three months he's coming out with a chapter, so that's like four chapters a month a year. It's pretty crazy, man. It's a little extreme, but <coughs> hey, oh but it's better than no Black Clover. Hey, I'll take. I it. think Hunter Hunter should be on this shit. Yeah, I t I'll take Hunter Hunter on this shit, but also that could also mean that. God, I miss Hunter Hunter. <laughs> I feel like Hunter Hunter on a three Hunter Hunter on a three month schedule will I feel like is just as likely we'll never get the ending as well. Hey, but at least we get some of it. Yeah. Bring it back. I think he's working on it, you know. Yeah, read somewhere that he's working on new chapters again. 
I don't know. Poor yeah, guy. kinda. Evil I don't know. He was working on it, and thing. then he stopped. I think. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, his back broke again. Yeah. They said bro, it was spinal. Don't, don't talk like that, bro. His back broke. They said it was the scrolliosis. Scrolliosis? <laughs> <laughs> you scrolliolioli. Just let somebody make just let somebody else draw the series, goddammit. No. So actually they did he did put out something um talking about why he doesn't do that. Um when I know uh, already. Oh, you've seen that? You seen that post? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't see it, but I still know the answer. It's because he's an asshole. What How else could it be? Bro. Being selfish. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the he, torch, he bro. Did, he did call himself selfish for not doing it. I, I understand it to a degree, you know. Like these stories are No, just like, bro, it's been too long. I get the idea of not being able to like kind of give up that kind of stuff. It's his love. Yeah. But those are those are my thoughts. Yeah. Love me some Black Clover. I mean, hey, I'm right there with you guys. I it, it, it was actually kind of surprising. I was thinking about it the other day, and it came, you know? I was thinking to myself, I was like, when is Black Clover coming back? And then it came back uh, the day after I started thinking about it, um, which was very nice. Um, yeah, I missed it a lot. I missed the art. I, keep for, I, I almost forgot how good Tabata's gotten at drawing. Like the early parts of the series are like okay, but like he's gotten so much better. Um, it's been it's been great to look at again. Um, I love Luck and Magna, so you know he knows what I like. He came back and he was like, "Well, <laughs> he's, he's like, like this I, one's just for Christian." I've been gone for so long that I have to make it up to Christian Espinal personally, and give him a cool Magna and Luck chapter. Um, so I was here for that. It was very fun to read. Big, super cool action chapter ending in a big Rasengan <laughs> that I appreciated. Um, so, you know, not much to say outside of that. Um, Story-wise, it is just like, you know, Black Bulls are about to show out uh, for a while, which I'm here for. So, yep. yeah. It's about to be stunt season for the next few yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all. That's all I gotta say about Black Clover. I had a great time reading it. I'm glad it's back, and I'm excited for it to come back soon. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it does. I don't feel the distance. Three months is a lot. Why couldn't it just be monthly? Um, especially since you're at the end, bro. This is like the end of your series. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I gotta say. Um, I'm ready to move on. If you guys are. Your right. Then with that being said, let's get going. Despite the fact that I'm dressed to the nines, I'm still packing heat and I'm gonna pull out my weapon. Undead unluck. And with that, I'm just gonna uh, toss this one over to Josh to take on. Undead unluck, chapter number one eighty-eight. Same undying person. Uh, last week, Fuko Wait, we're on summoned. 
Oh, oh, well, I'll, my bad. I was looking at the chat from last week to catch up a little bit. But anyway, anyway, last week, um, Uko uh, summoned Apocalypse for yet another quest and um, realized they had to go against two of the super gangster rules that they're not quite yet, re- quite yet ready to fight. Um, but also, um, Foucault said that they're going to fixate on finding Juiz, or rather, her new, um, the new iteration of Juiz. So, um, in this week, in this week, uh, they pulled up to London where Juiz is, uh, resi- well, you know, her reincarnation is residing. Um, the person in question wakes up from a dream that actually featured Juiz from the previous uh, loop, and uh, it actually had uh, not Andy, Victor. So it was from like it probably showed like a few different lifelines, you know, from her previous loops as uh, Juiz, since she was the same person for a while. But anyway, she wakes up um, in her dorm. I guess uh, she's in this like really fancy upscale high school, and. Um, we see some of the union members uh un unsee unmove and uh and uh unchange. I forget the actual names all the time. I know it's Chica Jano Chikara for for yeah. Unmove. I forget the other two. There's a lot of them, yo. There's a lot of these guys. Chikara, Sean and too. Gina. There's seventeen of them, yo. There's a lot of them. I'll give you insane. He's juggling them all. But, um, yeah, so they pull up to, to this girl's school and they see that she has like this whole line in front of her. And she's basically, in the most polite and respectful way, dubbing everybody that pulls up to her uh, with a love letter. And then your man's unseen, like, 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 watch it, like, sees it going down. And he says, Bet, watch this. So he pulls up to her and he's like, Look. I ain't even writing the end for you, yo, but you should just go out with me. And he's thinking like, oh, you know, because I'm so earnest, she's like, you know, this is going to be different from everybody else. But, you know, she politely dubs him too and goes back to uh, the, the rest of the guys there. So, you know, that was funny. I guess she's uh, really sweet, but we kind of knew that already. Um... There's a funny comment about how like um, Fuko wouldn't like isn't at the school with them because they learned from the last like uh, high school slice of life adventure that she wasn't fit for being a like student at all. She's way too extreme, um, and you know she sets all these rules and really can't play by them. It's kind of hilarious, uh, but she puts in a lot of work, so she could, I guess she could do that. Um, anyway, we cut back to. Juiz's reincarnation. Actually, I think they said her name, right? Ju. You remember what it is, Chris? You hated Juiz, it. Juiz, right? Nah, it was something else. I'm looking for it right now. Wait, who 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 do you mean? Julia. Julia is her name. Julia. Okay. It's like Julia Astis, something like that. Oh, right, 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 like right. It was like a play on justice. Yeah, it was uh, kind of disgusting. <laughs> it was a stretch uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Julia, um, at, you know, they cut to her uh, fencing with one of her homegirls, and they're making a comment about how, like, you know, she got so strong so quickly, and she's telling Julia's telling her friend, like, yo, like I see it in my dreams. I feel like 
I used to sword fight and do all this extra shit. And my friend's like, all right, I mean, say so. Uh, then she goes on to say, uh, you know, she she thinks about this person, like the, you know, this person that appears in her dreams all the time, and she wants to know so much more about them. Um, you know, how they manage to become so strong and to understand the vision of justice that made it all so. So she already has that on her mind, obviously, because that is herself. Um, but we cut later to that night where she decides to go training with her friend out in the woods, and out of nowhere, a Uma pulls up and it's the Uma for gold, which, you know, I ain't gonna lie. What of mind if that nigga pulled up? I could use some of that. I wouldn't even be mad. His his power isn't even that bad. He just makes you like tell the truth. And then he gives you gold rewards for it. I tell him every fucking thing. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I let that nigga know everything that's going down. <laughs> you see all of that? Come on, man. There's a lot of gold. Oh, look at all that pottery and shit. <laughs> all of that's twenty at least twenty-four, right? At least. Uh so you know, Julia and her friend are really scared. Um Right, which, you know, anybody would be. But because Julia stands on business 24-7, um, <laughs> like a lot of other characters in this series, she decides to fight it off with her sword. Julia, you... Um, her rap here. Julia, there we go. Julia, you... <laughs> so it, it's a lot, man. It's going a little hard, bro. You could just not have... I thought it wasn't that bad. I thought it wasn't that bad initially, but now I'm just like, come on. Come on, man. All right. I, was I know one not enough? All right, so... um, <laughs> Whatever. Her friend runs off, and right as she's about to engage with the Uma, she, he pulls out this huge golden axe. Pretty sick. And, pretty um, you know, she, she's about to get uh, murdered. Uh, and Fuku pulls up and shoots him with a 70 bullet and breaks his whole fucking face open. Pretty cool. And, and Fuku's like, she, oh, one of them is like, she passes. Um, and they're like, yep, we see the similarity for sure. Her off the wall levels do resemble our bosses. I guess she means former boss because Fuku's that bitch now. Yeah. What you talking about? You better relax, Gina. <laughs> relax. Yeah, fucking calm down, Gina. Yeah. Don't forget who you're talking about right now. Back. Right. Fugo's the boss chief in charge. She fucked everybody. She really... Yo. Oh, man. Chief stand on business, sir. This, <laughs> like her, Sukuna. Stay in business, um, or Goku. You know what I mean? Like, there's only like there's only so many that could really out, like, say truly on every level stand on business. Yeah. Anyway, so Chris, what were your thoughts? Because Brian is a heathen and doesn't read Undead Unluck. Can't believe it. I can't believe he does not. I might watch the anime because apparently the anime is shame. Really shame. But yeah, you should. I watch heard it actually was fantastic. Yeah, so it you looks should great. Watch it. You should watch it. I've seen like yeah. Apparently, it's it. flying under everybody's radar, but it's as it did the... before we started covering it. But soon they will know. Soon they will. Soon know they truth. will understand true. Soon. Master. Just like you guys with Sakamoto days. 
Oh yeah, I want to do that too. One day the anime will come out. It'll be the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> Brian, I I would actually you should go on Twitch and live react just like watch like live react yourself reading Sakamoto days. You'll hit a million subs overnight. <laughs> I don't think so, but um I don't think so either, but I really I've been wish reading you would anyway. Kag- whatever the name is, Kagura Bashi. Yeah. Kagura Bachi? Kagura Bachi. Yes. Pretty cool. That that series is so sick. It is good. Kagura Kagura seven, uh twelfth pace twelfth place with color page Agi. <laughs> what? Kagura Bachi is like struggling in the thing in the polls. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. It's struggling in the polls, really? Yep. Actually, let me see where it landed this week. Damn, that's what we think about Undead on that. Um. Damn, where is this chapter? Hold on. Oh, I went. Um. Okay, the most recent issue. Kagurabachi is fourteenth place out of eighteen. Oh man, Undead Unluck is in eighth place. So. Nice. Cause it's lit, bro. Of course it'd be top ten. It's doing good. Your favorite character can't take a bad bullet. Sakamoto Days is second place. Sakamoto Days has been floating what? in the top five for the last four weeks. It's is very it, good. It did better than Jujutsu Kaisen. What's number one? I don't know about Jujutsu. Don't say Spy. Probably One Piece. One Piece is number one. One Piece waffles around the top three for the last five years now. Nice. Okay. Okay. I think the the only time it's been below. The last time it was like below fifth place was like Punk Hazard for one chapter. <laughs> wow. Well, and that was six place. Which one was it? It was in sixth place at the time. Do you know which chapter it was? I don't remember specifically, but I remember when I was looking to see, damn, has it ever been below f- top five? And when it's I checked. probably the one that smoked and got, got bodied. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that was the one that I took it too far. <laughs> They said, don't fuck with my smoker. Hold up. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> they vote. They, they, they let him have it. Yeah. So yeah. Undead Unluck. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed and your it. favorite character from your favorite manga or anime series, take a bad bullet. That's a good question. Well, a lot of characters in this series have taken bad bullets, so I imagine that others. I think it was not just the bad bullet. It was also the combination of her and Gina coming down and doing some cool pose. Some unchanged pose on it. That was pretty sick. That was pretty sick. Bad bullets are pretty lethal, though. I'm just, I'm just saying. They are. They are. Want to get hit with unluck? That's That's abstract. I'd even be able to hit Satoru. Yeah. Huh? Satoru! Um, no, yeah, I thought this was... uh, I thought... I didn't think gold would be, like, the big bad in this one. I feel like it's just kind of a weird random one, but I didn't mind it at all. He looks pretty cool. It makes sense that he'd be so strong. I think he's just a... I think he's just a fodder. He looks like a Power Rangers villain. 
In the best way? In the best way. In a good way. What do you mean then yeah, as yeah. an insult? He looks like one of the guys that they fight when they turn into a Megazord. Yeah. Yeah, when they'd be like, I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm going to turn big and fuck, fuck up yeah. you guys and this city. Yeah, the strategy is always the same. Fight them very small, get sick of it, become giant. Right, and then they'd be like, oh, you got something my size? <laughs> yeah, they don't pass down the information. They're just like, yo, Whoa. I know we like to do this thing where, you know, we fight them small, get sick of it, and then get big, but... We should also take into consideration they also can get big. <laughs> Perhaps we can stop them before they form together. Yeah, maybe guys, we gotta stop them when we're small. We gotta fight we gotta figure it out. Like they're teenagers. We could just go up to their house. That's dark, Chris. I don't know. Oh, did you see the color page for Undead Unlocked? Yeah, I just see it. Pretty cool. It was pretty good. It was very symbolic. You know, Huis used to be the older, you know, mentor figure, but now Fuko's going to yeah. be the older mentor figure for her. In uh -huh. her, just like a, another, another step in the Fuko dominance. In the Fuko MVP award. <laughs> oh my God, it makes so the much big sense MVP now. season that she's having right now. Yo, 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 check this out, right? Look, and I'm basically merging my thoughts with yours right now. So I'm not going after you. But, um, yo, so Juiz was so confident with Fuko and welcoming towards her with the union, even though she, like, couldn't really do too much but cause disasters for people around her. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that she was waiting for someone to have that connection with Andy. And it, it was... It's just wild how it happened, how she turned Victor into Andy herself and then seen the effects of it in the next loop or the meeting. So it was like, not that she completely planned that happening, but she tried something and it, and she seen potential. Like, I, I, I think that was pretty, I think that was good writing, you know? I think that, I think time and thought was put into that. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right. The same way Foucault's looking at her, like, I know, like, you, you the one. But I know for sure, for sure. You were guessing. I know for sure you're that bitch. You've been doing it for millions and billions and shabillions. Shabillions of years. You know, somebody, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of guys been asking, um, hey, New Jump City, what's a shabillion? Well, guys. So many people have been asking. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a. Shapillion. Shapillions. Shapillion. Yes. You get, you get, after you get Shapillion, Shapillions, then it turns into Shabillion. Oh, so how do you get Shapillions? You get Babillion, Babillions. And many I say more. Yeah. <laughs> say more. That was, uh, I guess that was our thoughts for Undead Unlocked. Yes, honestly. Um, I he really it does good. look like an actual character from Power Rangers. You're right. There's yeah. one in particular. He looked like the main the gargoyle, the one. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. The main guy, the main evil guy. No, he's not the yeah, main that... evil guy. Z Zed is. Nah, nah, but 
the main evil guy. He looks like Zed, too. He actually looks like Zed. No, but, like, I know what I you're talking about, the, the weird uh, gargoyle bird. He was, it was, like, I'm one looking of my it favorites. Up right now. Watching that show, he was one uh, of my he favorites. He looks more like Zed. So I loved his design. He was cool. No, yeah, he was, like, gold, Rita's, uh, like, henchman. Rita Repulsa's re- henchman. It's crazy how much I remember with the Power Rangers. Hey. What? Uh, Google. Google I, Zed. I know what Zed looks like. Who Who are you talking to? Yeah, I'm thinking about the gar- gargoyle guy. That's not Zed. You think he looks like the gargoyle guy? That's what you said. No, I made a mistake. I meant Zed. Oh. He does look like Zed. But he also kind of looks like the gargoyle guy. Oh, yeah. He, has, he does have gold. Yeah. Has Gojo ever gaslit you? <laughs> Has he ever gaslit me? Yeah. When doesn't he? I feel like his whole existence is a gaslight. Honestly. Bro made us believe... Bro made us believe he, we were crazy to doubt that he could ever die. And the to world fair, was he, telling us. The world was telling us. To be fair, he also thought seal that he me. wouldn't die. Huh? To be fair. That's what we were saying. Narratively, they had to seal him away. And now that he's back, what can even the author do? <laughs> and the editors. Well, found out. Damn, what does an editor's meeting look like? He's still talking about this shit. That was iconic. What does an editor's meeting look like for Jujutsu Kaisen? It's like, okay, so you spent half of this chapter explaining Pachinko. You cool with that? You sure about that? (laughs) He's like, yeah. Yeah, this is what I want to do. He's like, all right. This better work out, bro. He commits when he commits, he commits hard, yo. I really like Pachinko right now. He's <laughs> just and so adamant. Or whatever the Japanese version of it was. I'm really Bell. fucking into this right now. I want to write about it. And they're like, all right, you got it, bro. How about you get the fuck out of my fucking face? <laughs> Alright, I'll talk about pachinkos and ever. You know what? Just for that, I'm gonna do three chapters about a fucking stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole fight. That editor's like, dang. I'm gonna do a whole fight. That has nothing to do with Pachinko's, Gege. That has nothing to do with Pachinko's. No, no, no. no. I'm doing a whole fight in sketches. They're fighting through (laughs) sketches, little skits, little bits that I think up in my head. Are you happy now? But there's all, but, but, Gege, there's already a stand up comedy. These are the things I think are funny. (laughs) And I will use them in combat. Keep it up and I'll show off Gojo. All right. Well, that was undead and luck. We should close this one out. Um, kind of, kind of, but yeah. Huh? It, it kind of was undead and luck, but yeah. What do you mean? A, a little bit of Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh yeah, we did. We yeah. we do this a lot though. <laughs> a little, little bit of Power Ranger. A little bit of Power Ranger talk. But yeah, that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, I hope my voice didn't sound too bad. I was coughing a couple times, but. Hopefully that didn't come out of the mix. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is our last show of the year. So we'll be back probably January 8th. Damn. Because uh, there's no jump next week. Unless you guys want to come back and do monthly stuff. 
which we can. We still haven't really spoken about Boruto. Um, and Chainsaw Man, we haven't done in a while. So, you know, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll see where we go. But as far as we know right now, this may be our last show of the month, of the year. Thank you guys so much for listening over the past year. Uh, we have experienced some growth in listenerships, apparently, according to my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> like a 36% increase in listeners. So if you're out there and you're listening on Spotify, we appreciate you. Um, keep listening. Uh, we uh, Our goal for 2024 is to be back fully on YouTube with our video capability. And I'm going to try to like work in some more visual elements to the show. So... Yeah, keep hoping for it, and my voice will hopefully be better in 2024. Um, but yeah, until then, I, we're so grateful for you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys uh, want to follow us at all, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at YouTube City Josh on Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter, Instagram, and, Twi- and TikTok. Um, email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. And um, we'll get, we'll uh, answer in a pre show chat show that we usually do every week. Uh, so check that out. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave us a five star review on those on our YouTube as well. Uh, subscribe to that. Um, we'll be back soon, hopefully. And yeah. That's it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll potentially see you guys in 2024. Well, we probably definitely will. This is the last show of the year. Next year, our next show will either be on um, the first or not, or maybe the second or the eighth. I don't know. Whichever one we decide. But we'll see. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, stay safe, New Jump Citizens. See ya. You so, yo. See you next Happy year. <laughs> See you in 2024. <laughs> Man, it'll be like it's been a year since we've last seen us. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>